I will never write a single line which I have not first felt in my own heart. He'll teach you everything. Truer words were never spoken. All right. Language and writing were made available. I'm writing this down. This is good stuff. Once again, we're doing this thing. Hi, everybody. I'm John, and I'm going to help you write better. I hope you're okay. This was a this was a good weekend for me. This was nice. I I I did some stuff. I got some some actual chance to like take a nap at one point. It was really really rad. And while this today's podcast is not necessarily about how great naps are, though, man, if that was a podcast, it'd be pretty sweet. Uh, today's podcast is about something else that happened really last week, but I wanted to put some thoughts together and talk about it today. Last week. Now, if you've been over at the blog, you know this already. And the blog, by the way, if you've never been over there, it's John helps you write better dot medium dot com. That's medium like the size of clothing. John helps you write better dot medium dot com. I blog. I don't blog nearly as much as I used to. I don't blog terribly consistently. Um, we'll talk about that one day as to why. It has something to do with the fact that I'm talking into this microphone, but there's other reasons and factors at play. But at the end of last week, I put together a book list because the week prior to that, I put together a list of books. See, what happens when you're a coach, what happens when you work with writers is that writers want tools to get better. Now, that's entirely my job. So this is not an uncommon thing. However, what happens is... Ultimately, people start asking for books. Now, I'm more than happy to give you examples relative to what you're working on. If you say, hey, John, I need to get better at writing dialogue. Do you have any examples of dialogue for me? I am super happy to sit down and give you something I think will personally suit how you're writing. And if you want to talk about like just a general book that's going to teach you how to do punctuation better. Sure. We can talk about that or books that will help you market better. Yep. Totally have those two. No problem. Anytime. And normally I would stop it there because I'm usually of the thought that if you're writing, if you're trying to get better at writing, you need to surround yourself with examples of writing. You're not just reading shitty social media. You're actually, you know, reading material, you're reading books, you're reading articles, you're reading blog posts, you're reading this, that, and the other, so that it's not just this kind of general, hopeful, blind sense that, you know, one day it's just all going to click for you somehow. If you're not reading in and out of the genre you're writing in, if you're not doing more than doom scrolling social media and reading 9 million people telling you the best way to do a thing, if you're not doing more than that, you're not going to make that progress with your writing. I, I, don't, I don't care who you're following on social media. I don't care how many newsletters you've signed up for that you're not paying for or I, 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 how many things you, you've enjoyed on TV with the captions on. That's helpful, but you still have to go that extra step, still have to do that extra thing of going and engaging with material. And in that case... It can't be broken down into a real straightforward, like, just read these 10 books and everybody will get it. 
because no, that it just doesn't work that way. If you were going to learn how to do a skill, if you were going to really learn how to do something specific, you'd want something tailored to that specificity to help you do better. So when writers come to me and go, well, what books would you recommend? Specific is really my only option. I don't do general, oh, this is the best book of this genre. Oh, this is the best thing of that. This is the best this. These are the top three books of all time. Because that stuff's great for tracking clout and getting clicks. And I'm not interested in clout and clicks. I'm interested in you writing better. It's literally the name of the thing you're listening to. So when I tell you that, hey, I think for you would be a really good idea if you read Dracula or you listen to the audiobook and you tried to figure out what the text is based on how someone is speaking into a microphone. Yeah, I'm doing that not because, yes, Dracula is a good book, but I'm not doing it because, oh my God, Dracula belongs in like everybody's bookshelf. It's that you, the person I'm speaking to, would benefit from the lesson that the dialogue and structure of Dracula would be willing to teach you if you took a look at it. The other downside with this, in thinking in terms of just name me a couple books, there's there's two things I really want to th- focus on. One, what if I pick books you hate? It's the same problem I have with comps and queries for traditional publishing. What if in referencing what I think are good books, I have picked things you couldn't stand, you didn't like, and you were actively opposed to? What does that do for any kind of relationship you and I have? Not that I think you're going to swear blood vengeance and plan on killing me and my family and my genealogy for generations to come, but if I recommend a book and it puts you off writing, aren't I doing you a disservice? I don't want to do you a disservice. So I'm, I'm hesitant to say there are universal liked books because anticipating what someone likes and doesn't is really difficult, especially if you have never talked to that person and you're just reading a blog post. The second thing is, even if I were to give you incredibly accessible books that I think have a number of lessons to teach, depending on how you want to interpret things or what you want to take a look at, how you can read a book and go, oh, I like the dialogue between these characters, but this plotting is also really good, and I like the way they describe a few things. I, I, can, I can mention those books for a lot of different reasons, for a lot of different things, but I can't necessarily get you to a point where you're going to know how to look for that stuff. That doesn't mean you're stupid. I'm not talking about you being like not good at this. I mean, if I just say, oh, you'll learn everything you need to know by reading Frankenstein, which is a a thing on the, the blog post, because I think Frankenstein has a lot to teach us. If you don't know specifically where to start doing that, By the way, you want to start with just the general exposition because the dialogue is dated because it was written in the 1800s. The the element and issue is that it's kind of a a guessing game, kind of like a a use-your-decoder ring to see if you have to get more Ovaltine kind of vibe. And that's what I want to avoid. I, I don't want you to have to do that. I don't want you to have to guess and go, well, John said this book is supposed to be good, but what the hell am I reading it for? If... If it's not clear enough and accessible enough for you, it doesn't matter if I mention one book or a thousand books. I hate book lists. I hate how divisive they are. I hate how so many people in comments will disagree with them. I'm I'm totally willing to be disagreed with. I get disagreed with a lot. But if you're going to roll up to somebody's blog and be like, nah, I don't think your list is any good, why would you say that? 
my goal, my hope, and my plan isn't so much that everybody walks around having read the you know the same twenty books. My goal, hope, and plan is that I can walk you through whomever you are writing, whatever you're writing, writing however you're writing, at whatever level of experience you are. I can walk you through how to take any of the books you like apart so that you can say, ah, this is an example of good character building. Oh, that's a really good plot thing. Ah, this is really good description. So that when you go find a book that's new to you and you can not only enjoy it as a thing you read and put it in your brain, but also as something that's sort of instructive, that's where I'm trying to go. That's what I want you to do. I don't want you just to stick within the boundaries of like, here's 12 books, go. I want you to be able to do that with any book. I want you to be able to assess its value to you based on more than just, yep, I like it, because there should be more to it than that. It's one thing if I'm asking a little kid what their favorite flavor of ice cream is and why they like it, and it can just, because it's ice cream and it's good. But if we're getting into somebody who's trying to learn how to make ice cream, we have to move past the it's good stage and get into talk about the nuts and bolts of ice cream or metaphorical ice cream in our case. And that's a thing book lists will always fail to do because they're usually just lists. They're usually just, you know, if you like dialogue, try this book. If you like plot, try this book. If you like, you know, fantasy novels, try these. And to a point, that's fine. But again, for me, it's more critical and more urgent that we go deeper than that. I'm happy to give you some you know, affiliate links. I'm happy to give you like something that, you know, oh, you'll get this good book and you'll enjoy it for a weekend or whatever. Great. I would love that. That'd be good for you. But by and large, I want you to be able to dig deeper. I want to give you shovels rather than just tell you how nice this dirt is. So I think this week, what we're going to do is talk about the structures to look at inside of books, no matter what that book is. So let's walk through things like character and plot and dialogue and world building and description for the next couple of days to kind of get a sense of just basic deconstruction principles. How do I take a thing apart? How do I, not so much just to be critical and shitty about it, but how do I take it apart to extract tools for myself? How do I do that? I think that's what we're going to work on this week. I hope you like it. I hope you do. Uh, just to give you a general sense of kind of calendar and prep, uh, you're hearing this on a Monday. Uh, there's a stream of some topic yet to be determined at the time I'm recording this on Tuesday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern. And then there's the writer's chat as per usual on Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern. I look forward to, and you're always welcome to be there. I would love to see you and love to get your questions and love to get you just your input in your conversation. And if there's any anything else, really and truly, you ever want to talk about or you ever want to like, hey, John, could you take 10 minutes and talk about this thing or 15 minutes and talk about this, that, or the other? The two best ways for you to like leave me those notes and let me know, find me on social media. Usually Twitter is fastest. Uh, I'm on Twitter at awesome underscore John, A-W-E-S-O-M-E underscore J-O-H-N, awesome John. Or... Uh, you can always leave a comment on wherever you're getting podcasts. And I'm pretty sure I get notified in most of the places people leave reviews and notes and this, that, and the other. Um, do please, by the way, if you're enjoying this, leave a rating. 
uh, they really do make a difference. Not only do they like brighten the entire tenor of my day, uh, they also help other people hear these things, which is also a good time to tell you that you can share this stuff with people. Tell them to go check this out. Be more than happy to do that. Be more than happy to grow the number of writers we're reaching. It's important to me. But for now, I think that's a good place to start. We're going to we, we kind of dunked on some book lists, and tomorrow we'll start talking about deconstructing story. Sounds good. I'll talk to you then.